0: From the makers of the Drew and Mike and No BS News Hour
1: podcasts. A world where nothing is what it seems to be. ML. Is he still the boss?
2: The day I back down
0: from a fight, Sean. Welcome to the rackets. This town and my place at the table. Sean.
1: Can he muscle in?
2: I'm sick. I'm taking a scrap from you, and I'm sick of a
3: high
1: hat. Mark, would he sell out a friend I can still trade body blows with any man in this town, except you, though. and Verna? Verna, is sheep. MLs.
2: What is it's to live?
1: I told him you were a tramp, and he should dump you. You asked interrogator to ride you truck ride ride out of my It's gone. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? That is not painful by them. That is painful by the people of Detroit. You be qualified, ML. I'm not qualified for this job. Let me tell you something. You want to go right now? Okay? You want to go right now, Elric? Hey, kids, it's your old pal, ML Elric, and I think it may be noon in the Maritimes, somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean where they're a half hour off, but... Uh, I promise you this extra time was spent making this show extra special and even better than it normally would be. And I, I have Mark Fellhauer to back me up on that. Sean Windsor uh, dialing in from a vehicle at a toll booth near you. And, uh, and Matt Jennings is back, which may undo my entire theory, but... Uh.
0: For, for those that can't see Sean sitting we moved him to his car because the Wi-Fi in the hotel room is not the greatest. And now he's got shades on. You look like a total creeper. I love it.
2: No, I'm sorry. By the way, that's a great intro. It's, uh, of course, Miller's Crossing from the Coen Brothers. And there's a fabulous line in there. John Polito, rests in, uh, rest in peace. Uh, fabulous actor. I think he was in Homicide. It has a son in the movie and he hits his kid. His kid starts crying and he says to him, what's the matter? Did somebody hit you? <laughs> yeah. that, that somehow reminds me of Mike Elrick. I don't know why.
1: It's a management style I found very effective. I just I think my life would be so much better if I could find my own Dane to go out there and take care of business. <laughs>
2: yeah. But I just that is just the best. What's the matter that somebody hit you? Oh boy. Anyway. Uh, yeah. And you know there's go good, ahead, Mike.
1: there's good advice <laughs> in that movie too. Uh another John Polito uh truism that uh you know, when you're if you're on a first class shave, you got to you got to put your blade in ice water before you put it on your uh, on your throat. It's it, it does a great job every time. And then the henchman's like, "Must be nice," you know, this guy who's out there busting knuckles. He's like, "This son of a bitch is worried about a first class shave. I got to go shoot somebody in the head." But we all have Speaking our problems.
2: Of, no, he he was one of the more uh, underrated character actors of his era. When he was in The Big Lebowski too as a private eye.
1: Yep, he was, was the guy was, driving the, Vi- the VW.
2: Yeah, yeah, kind of following him around. And, uh, but anyway, no, he was, he was great.
1: So uh, I did have a brush with greatness. I was in uh, Manhattan at the NHL store, and I saw but didn't have the, uh, the nerve to introduce myself to John Turturro, who was there with his son. Oh, wow. And I, I suspect if you live in New York, John Turturro sightings are are pretty much like seeing the letter carrier because he does seem like a a real New York character who still stays close to his roots. But uh, are
0: you the kind of guy that if you saw a celebrity like that that you admire, you you would go up and talk to him? No, I wouldn't either.
1: No, I I don't want to I don't want to bother him. I mean, I know being a big time celebrity myself. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> What, 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 an in, what an intrusion except, it is except you love to be bothered
0: that's the thing you love to talk to people
1: well, you know, what Dude. ends up happening to me is I'll, 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 I'll be at the store and somebody will come up to me and, and they'll say, excuse me. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm, I, I was on TV and they're like, no, no, oh, uh, I
0: thought you were can, it off. Can,
1: can you get that thing on the top shelf? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Let me, let me see if I can get that down for you. It's like, Sh- uh,
0: Sean, do you do that? Like if, if it was a, a celebrity you
2: admire, you no, not, talk? not no? normally. The only time I've done that, there are a couple of times was I was at a Duke Michigan state game and, uh, this is a while ago. It was the year Kyrie Irving played for Duke, and he played that game. So what is that, two thousand ten or eleven? Somewhere About in there. Mm-hmm. and Doris Burke, uh, the broadcaster, uh, basketball from designing women.
0: <laughs> that's her sister yeah, Delta. She,
2: yeah, she had. Um, she was the sideline reporter for the game. I don't think she'd call it, been calling games. She'd started a little bit, and I just thought she was. I mean, her her level of work and analysis was just incredible. And uh, before the game, she was standing up too far from the press row, and I walked over and. And just uh, introduced myself and said, I you know, she, really admire her work. Uh, she, that's the only time I've ever done that.
0: Sean, she's almost a colleague, though.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean, I don't, I, to me, she's kind of above where I'm at. But yeah, so that's, uh, there have been a couple of times I've met the writers that I've really enjoyed their work. I, I would go up and say, I really enjoy your work. But other than that, no, I wouldn't, out in public, out of, out of a professional setting, no, I would never do that. Hmm.
1: I did get my picture taken with Bob Woodward. That was cool and uh and I didn't get my picture taken with Henry Winkler which I really wanted to do but I was on assignment and it would have been inappropriate for me to do that but with Bob Woodward is at some big some big confab that I wasn't working so I thought that was cool but um the uh <laughs> Just talking about you know uh, Laduff. There have been a couple times people come up to me like, "Hey man, you know I I love your work. What, what's your name again?" All the Charlie Laduff, and they'll go, "Oh yeah, man, I love your book, Charlie." And I'm like, "Hey, thanks, brother." And they walk yeah. away, you know. And I'm like, "I don't have cowboy boots. I don't have any of that Charlie panache. Not nearly as cool." The the, the only other time I've passed myself off as another colleague was I was uh, going to play in a wheelchair basketball game at. At LCA. Uh Fox was somehow involved. And so I went there and Woody Woodruff went there. And um one of the guys who was playing, I mean, all, all the men and women who played, super cool, outstanding athletes. And it's actually a lot of fun. That game is different than than you'd expect, but a lot of fun. But one of the guys who played was uh Sean, and I can't remember his last name. He was the captain of the UAD track team who lost a part of one of his legs when he was trying to help a motorist on the side of the road that got wow. wiped out by a, by a bystander, but a super, super cool dude. But um, I was going to park in the garage and all of the, uh, all the entryways were blocked off by, um, by barriers. And, and this, this, uh, this hustler came up and said, Hey man, I got that. I'll get, I'll clear that barrier for you. I'm like, Okay, oh. he's like, hey, hey, man, it's it's I know you from TV. I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, thanks. And he's, he's like, uh, how about how about a little something for the effort? Uh and I said, uh, you know, I I don't have you know, I was wearing shorts. I didn't have my wallet with me. So I'm like, no, I just I gotta get in. I'm running late. He goes, like, oh man, come on, you gotta help me. What's your name? I said, Rob Walchek. <laughs> <laughs> Did you really? Yeah, and he goes, Oh man, come on! Don't leave me like that. I said, you remember Rob Walchek left you hanging, and I drove into the parking garage and got there in time for the game. But oh, that's uh, awesome.
2: <laughs> but, hey know. Mark, Mark, why don't you? Uh, is it just because you're shy, or you, you're trying to be cool, or no? I'm why for- don't you do that? Because my brother uh, met Muhammad Ali. So, uh, I'm trying to make, maybe in L.A. just saw him randomly, and and he he talked to him and took a picture. So sometimes it can lead to a you know, a nice photo or interaction an interaction if you're not afraid in that way
0: no i know and and um, walters when i worked with him he would have no problem going up to somebody and and, and introducing and talking to him and up becoming best friends i just i i feel like people get bothered enough and i'm i don't know i'm kind of shy i don't really i want to get moving out with my life
1: well and it, it is a very superficial interaction but i exactly i do, I do think getting a picture with someone is much different than getting an autograph. And I I always kind of respected those uh, those high profile people who would say, "I won't give you an autograph, but let me shake your hand and say and ask you what your name is," which you know, you can't really remember that like you can with an autograph, but um but uh, but I think I think getting a picture with someone is just kind of cool. You 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 save that moment sure. and it's a, it's a personal interaction that that, um, I mean, again, very superficial, but it's something you can look back and say, hey, that was pretty
0: cool. Well, we had plenty of people coming in through the studio back in the day, and uh, I kinda, I'm kind i kind of mad that I didn't take more pictures with them then, which, you know, it's a little different.
2: Yeah. But that's, a, again, as you, you were talking earlier, that's a professional setting. I was at a lunch at Joe T. Garcia's, which is a sort of an iconic Mexican joint in Fort Worth. Ooh. And Peter Peter Weller was a couple of tables over. Robo he played RoboCop, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Back- Buck Ruzbanza uh, was he on duty? Yeah, yeah Buck Ruzbanza. And I never would have. I could never have imagined getting up and walking over two tables in oh. that setting to interrupt his lunch. Right? You just, yeah. yeah. I just, I just, I wouldn't do that. But you know, more power to the people who, who don't mind doing it.
1: Well, I think the most ridiculous. And actually, I think Joe has a picture of a celebrity that I I got. In a photo with recently, I don't know, Joe, if, if you're watching on Facebook Live, we can put that photo up. Uh, this is this is unplanned, <laughs> but look at this. I did, uh, hey, I did meet with a celebrity, and I said, uh, "Could we get a picture, sir?" And uh, he did, but then he said he wouldn't autograph, it. he said it was twenty dollars for a flat or uh, or tw- or fifteen for any frame stuff. And so you're
0: talking about Professor Matt Jennings, Professor Matt Jennings back We're on the show listening. today. yeah, so he's we'll back. Get to him,
1: he's back. Um, He's off of probation, but it's a, it's a it's a very tenuous tenuous situation. But I think the worst autograph situation I ever saw in my life is I was on a uh, a reporting fellowship in France with someone from the Washington Post, someone from CNN, and I was from this little tiny newspaper in New Hampshire. So they would always introduce us as this is so and so from the Washington Post, this is so and so from the CNN. And this is M.L. Elric from The Concord Monitor in Concord, New Hampshire, which is a state in the United States. And I'm like, <laughs> it's just nice to be here. But we were at, this, uh, at this, uh, this great restaurant in Paris, which I know doesn't really narrow it down, but it had an outdoor courtyard. And it was during the French Open. And uh, okay quick digression so my french was terrible Never. so i get picked up at the airport by a cabbie and he drives me to my hotel i have no idea how far it is to my hotel and of course i'm cheap so i not i don't want to change money at the airport because you know the exchange is really yeah. high mm-hmm. So I'm watching the meter on the cab as we're getting <laughs> close to Paris. And I realize I'm running
0: I know that feeling
1: really low. Yes. And I'm thinking I gotta tip this guy. I mean, even though tipping isn't a big thing in Europe, you gotta give him a little something for the effort. And I realized we we're at a point now where if we go one more block, I will owe this guy money for the ride. So I'm like, okay, you know, stop here, arrete E C, you know, whatever. So we get there and I basically turn my pockets out and give him the money I have. And there was maybe, I don't know, like you know, seventy eight cents left for a tip or something. So he lets me out of the cab and he throws the change at me as as he's driving away. So oh, I was like, yeah, that's you know, like change. Welcome to Paris. So a night or two later, we're at this restaurant and uh, it's during the French Open and Andre Agassi, who is it's nineteen ninety five, so he's kind of you know in his prime. He's mm-hmm. cut the hair, but mm-hmm. he's actually playing great tennis. And one of the guys who's with me, who actually spoke French beautifully, leans forward to. Andre Agassi and says to him, uh, Mr. Uh-huh. Agassi, avez-vous un allumette? And I'm like, what? He, he leans forward. Hey, what, does
0: and, you does think Agassi is French?
1: Right. He, he leans forward and asks Agassi for a match. I'm like, first of all, Andre Agassi is there with his entourage. <laughs> He's not going to give you a match. And second of all, why are you showing off your French for a guy from Las Vegas? I mean, it was... It was the most ridiculous thing I'd ever seen, but this guy was a great guy and he spoke French like a native. And so we were grateful to have him. So we didn't end up uh, getting lost all the time, but yeah, those celebrity things, they, they rarely, it's always awkward.
2: Mike, Mike, how did, how did uh, Agassi react?
1: He ignored him. He, 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 he he didn't acknowledge him in the least. Because It was stone cold.
2: There was a great Twitter thread the other day where somebody just asked the question, give us your stories about celebrities you've met that are nice that treat you well. And, and it turned into this long, long thread of people all over the country talking about their experiences from people that would go way beyond taking pictures and, and, and autographs, you know, helping them with their groceries or sending them, thank you, you know, or just all this sort of stuff. And it's so to your point, Mark, I think people are, are interested in this kind of stuff. Right. And I think people yeah. want to know what's behind the public, uh, public persona and that's interesting that's why I was curious how Agassi reacted
1: that Uh, explains that post about how Charlie the Duff helped somebody get some shit off a top shelf at Aldi
2: (laughs) (laughs) he said that Rob
1: Walcheck is kind of cheap but otherwise a nice guy
0: one of my favorite uh, stories along those lines is my dad god bless my dad and I think people have heard this story but my dad would go to every major league baseball all-star game uh, and he would have a press pass and he would be down there and he was in Boston one year and he was talking to a guy just about baseball and the Red Sox and everything going on. Fast forward about a month later, my mom and him, they're watching TV. My dad goes, that guy looks really familiar. Who, who is that guy? And my mom looks at me, you don't know who that guy is? He goes, No, no. I had a half hour conversation with him in Boston, though, at the All-Star game. And it was Matt Damon. Oh, shit. But the beauty of my dad is he's old and doesn't know who any celebrities are, doesn't care, doesn't want to know, just wants to talk baseball with someone. And Damon probably appreciated that.
1: I, I almost got my ass beat by one of the Necro brothers at uh, Fenway. Really? At Fenway Park.
0: Phil or Joe? Uh,
1: I think it was Joe. Well, it's yeah, similar. it was Joe, but... Do uh,
0: have anything in his back pocket?
1: No, uh, not that I saw. I was trying to back away at a, at a, at a rapid rate, but we were... Um, uh, the uh, At the time, the Coors Silver Bullets ha- were a, a women's baseball team, a hardball team, and they were touring the country doing a barnstorming tour. And I was just, you know, I was a political reporter at a paper in New Hampshire, but Fenway was close enough I could get there. And I thought, I'd really like to cover a game from the press box at Fenway Park. And the only way I'll be able to do it is covering the silver bullets. And so I had to find a local connection. And it turned out one of the players was from New Hampshire. So I, I pitched it to my bosses. They said, go ahead. So I go and I cover the game. And, you know, behind the scenes at Fenway was cool, which is where really the experience I really wanted. Um, and and we went down, but I had to write a story about it. So I went down the field afterwards. And the Necro boys were the two coaches and they were talking to the press and and some park league team, which was like a rec league team in Boston had beat the, uh, the silver bullets who were outstanding baseball players, but they just couldn't get the velocity up on the pitches. And so I was talking to, uh, to Joe Necro and I said, you know, it looks like they really hung in there, but they, they just ran out of pitches. <laughs> and he looked at me and he said, what'd you say? And I said, he said, what, what'd you just say? And I said, I, they, they looked like they ran out of pitches. He said, Oh, I thought you said the silver bullets were bitches. And I said, <laughs> no, no, that's not what I said at all. But I'm like, and at that time, Joe was, you should have said, yeah, what about it? Yeah, Joe was in, he wasn't in playing shape, but he was, he was not a broken down old man. I thought that's just what I want to do is go to, go to Boston and get my ass kicked. Now that.
0: A knuckleball sandwich.
1: Yeah, that, well, no, Joe, Joe wasn't the knuckleballer, but he (laughs) he would (laughs) have. Thanks for ruining my job. He would have pounded some lumps on me, but just. Trying to keep it Silver
0: Bullet reminds me one of the, the nice people because people have asked you know the nicest celebrities that we've met and um, Bob Seger hands down was incredible he spent like a week at the radio station just it was like he worked and was employed there but by far the best most charismatic person I've ever been in a room with and was so polite and super Come on, cool. dude I'm
1: sitting right here The Rock oh. oh
0: the Rock the guy is just I mean he is one hundred percent the nicest it's just an amazing i'm still captured by his his appearance
1: i'm i'm still captured by joe morasso's imitation of the rock
2: he does do a good you, one yes you, you think you should run mark for uh, president uh pff, i don't care
0: i i don't know i mean if he if he wants to do i don't know why he would want to do that job considering he can do anything else he wants to do you know what does he know about politics anyway what did Trump? What did know?
1: Arnold do? No, oh, I know I, that's that's fair. And Arnold or wasn't Arnold, a bad Arnold governor. Reagan.
0: No, it doesn't mean you would do a bad job. I'm just saying that's. Well, can we do? Maybe we can do better than that. I don't know.
1: Well, it could be. It could be like, uh, why did Kwame Kilpatrick sleep with the federal monitor? Uh, because, because it was there. It was that's so a out- different than running for yeah, president. It was so. so outrageous. He wanted to see if he could get away with it, and and he did. I don't know. You, yeah. If if you look at a guy like The Rock. Who uh does seem to have some concern for his fellow man and woman, and you think you have something to contribute and you've climbed every other mountain, you know, I think uh at some point after you climb Everest, if you still have some energy, you take a rocket ship to the moon and you try and scale the sea of tranquility. I mean, this is a dude who I think is Well, I driveling. would only I
0: only think he should run if he goes by the rock and not Dwayne Johnson. If he has to be president the rock.
1: I think you'd have to have both on the ballot. <laughs> I think you'd have to have you Nobody know, knows him. The Rock, and then it would the say Rock. legal name, you know, Dwayne. So The Rock would
2: be the president, Dwayne Johnson would be the vice president. Is you no, uh, mark No,
1: no, no. <laughs> no, he's
2: got to be The Rock.
1: Yeah, he'd have to have, uh, who his, would his running mate be? Who knows? Would it have to be a female wrestler? Could it be, could it be somebody else?
2: It could be <laughs> Kevin Hart. <laughs> Kevin Hart, what? I look at the movie. <laughs> that's,
0: that's where or, we are now. Or Jack Black. <laughs> <laughs> and this is for your reference a few minutes ago, ML. Because I didn't have it ready for right, your okay. reference. It's you okay. know, nobody, we haven't actually heard that,
2: that in a while. I mean, uh, I was impressed. It's been a few weeks, right?
0: Or is
1: my memory a little foggy? I've
0: laid off playing it because of the complaints. Somebody thinking it was their phone.
1: Yeah. Well, well, somebody contacted me the other day who wants to write a Kilpatrick uh, screenplay or a scripted series or something. There's been a couple people who have contacted me. About that, and we started talking about it and and that monitor story came up. And it's just one of those things where every time it comes up, you're just thinking to yourself, This guy was such a bold risk taker that he was, you know, he would have he would have jumped ten helicopters on a motorcycle and then 10 buses and then say, What's next? It wouldn't be eleven helicopters or eleven buses, it would be 11 helicopters on top of 11 buses, you know, and.
0: And, there, and there's a story he's done so many things that I don't think a lot of people remember that he slept with that person.
1: Yeah. I don't, I don't remember. People always tell me stuff. I say, Oh, wow. And they're like, well, you wrote Forgot that it. story. I'm like, oh <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sorry. But, uh, but anyways, you know, uh, as we reminisce, we're kind of here to mark an anniversary and that is the anniversary of my uh our, well our first remote broadcast it was almost a year ago to the day and and it was at a time when uh people didn't really know what was going on with the coronavirus and i didn't even know that i had been infected although when i listened I to some of those shows back then you're just like oh my god it's like like running through wet cement but uh but i went to go get my test at the state fairgrounds and if you have not seen this video, you can watch it at ml4detroit.com. Or if you're watching us on Facebook Live, you can have a little gander right now. And if you're listening to us, we'll, uh, we'll tell you what's happening.
0: Well, Amazing how uh, testing has changed, right? Because this is a big old uh, lineup. Were you a little freaked out doing it?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I was a little disoriented. But you go to the state fairgrounds. This is, of course, before Amazon bought it and started transforming it. And it looks like you're at Chernobyl. And you go through this line where everybody is masked. Nobody wants you to even roll down your windows. You know, everybody is, is completely covered. And even when they go to take your test, they tell you, roll down your window a crack.
3: Okay. This is gonna tell you when you're gonna see your results and then what to do while you're waiting. So you wanna make sure you're in isolation, okay? You need to make sure you're not going out to the store or anything like that. No visitors in home. We're gonna do a nasal swab. So it is gonna go back going to be uncomfortable. It might make your eyes water. It might make you um,
1: choke or kind of gag. It'll take me 10 seconds or less, okay? Can I have your first and last name? Sure. Michael Elrich. We're going to redact that name for privacy. <laughs> for HIPAA. Your mask is going to come down just under your
3: nose but over your mouth. Okay. Go
0: ahead and bring it down. Oh my god. You know I've never seen this. I hope you gag. I, mean,
1: I will I tell you my eyes are still <laughs> watering from this experience. So now okay. we're in one inch. Oh, tilt that Now, we're, back in two inch. That. now oh, we're in two yeah. inch. Now we're in four inches. I think hang in there, there's hang in there. five inches of this Q-tip up my nose, okay. and now they twist it around. All right. I, I think she saw my lead work.
3: Lead. You're all set,
1: okay? And that's it. <laughs> not the best time I've ever had at the fairground. But not the worst time either. And so then they tell yes. you to put your mask on.
0: Uh, see, I uh, got tested recently, and you have to do the swab yourself now. At least where I got tested, you do. Really? Well, that's, yeah. And and I think it's I,
1: time to check on that Red Shovel Network insurance program. That <laughs> seems like that's probably not the uh, Cadillac policy.
0: No, it was it was at a uh, is that a CVS and they just they hand you the thing. I mean, this is a while ago, and you, you just did it yourself. It was which I think I like doing that better than having someone else do it for me i don't know why that uh that nurse
2: lingered a little bit cuz mine had been quick
1: that's uh maybe she was, maybe she, maybe it was the celebrity experience that's not every day you get to shove a swab <laughs> up rob, <laughs> rob Walchek's nose well the other thing is <laughs> how many people I've would love a, to shove I've some up a, of rob Walchek's nose in this community probably everybody i've had a couple of tests
2: and they went up both nostrils so you guys didn't have to do that eh?
1: No, although with the self-test, the weird thing about that is I've heard from medical professionals that sometimes you can't really get a good result if you don't get that swab up high enough. And I think most people turn back before they before they hit the mother load.
0: Well, they tell you, they, they told me it was, you know, go about an inch back. And the thing was only like an inch and a half. So it wasn't that, you know, you just put it in there as far as you can, I guess. But I sneeze too, so I don't know.
1: We're talking about swabs. But, yeah, no, it, 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 that
0: thing... In my butt, right?
1: That thing went five inches into my skull. What? Oh. And, uh, and I think you can... Well,
0: happy anniversary.
1: Yeah, it feels like it's looping. Well, so so here's why we're talking about this. And, and the tease for this show is who shot ML. And I was thinking, uh, wouldn't it be great to try and do our own sort of who shot JR type thing? But um, I don't think people really remember all that drama. But this past Saturday... I I was eligible for a coronavirus test, and I went to Galilee Baptist Church. Oh, sorry, vaccine, exactly. I went to Galilee Baptist Church on East Outer Drive up past City Airport, and I got my vaccine shot, and I'll tell you, it was quick, it was simple, and it went a little something like
0: that. you probably cried,
1: right? Tears of joy.
0: Nice being prepared and wearing a long sleeve shirt. That you can get um, okay, at the drum mic store.
3: World
1: to get a shot, I'm excited to get this one. That's one sexy shoulder, boy. Are you scared? <laughs> I was fraught with anticipation. <laughs> Do
0: you have a problem with shots and needles and blood tests?
1: I look away. Do you really?
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, the anticipation's way worse.
1: Well, she freaked me out here. She's putting a Band-Aid on... Before she gives oh, me the half. shot, I was like, wow, you're good. I didn't even feel the shot. <laughs> but, yeah, she was just, she was just done. I'm gonna give you setting it up. A
3: paper. Okay. I'm going to tell you what time it's okay
1: to leave the observation room, okay? Okay. Do
3: I get a sucker? Ah. I wish we had some.
1: That was a nice oh, courtesy man. laugh that she gave me there. Nobody told me about that. So, we'll, we'll be, be deploying about. those later during the uh, <laughs> well, soft <laughs> history segment.
0: We should have her on for Matt's jokes. Thank you very
1: much. You're very well good courtesy left, and that was it it it, it took less than less than a minute i was in the observation room and 10 or 15 minutes later they tell you you can go and uh if you want to watch that video if you're listening to the audio download we certainly appreciate that you can watch the video we'll have that on uh, ml but I, i so the results of my test which surprised me was that i was Infected, I had. Yeah, I a had, year ago. Uh, mm-hmm. I had COVID nineteen. Yes, it was. It came and went, um, and it was no picnic. But it wasn't as bad as the case my wife had, where she thought, you know, she thought she was she was going to cross over, um, which, which was. A good time for us to check our insurance coverages. And fortunately her premiums were, okay, all, were that, all that's up. all
2: great and that's all interesting. But here's my question, Mark. Uh what do these nurses think of all these narcissists who film <laughs> their fucking their fucking vaccine shots and even some of their tests? <laughs> I and could, and I wish I could say it's more. just Mike, but it's not. It's a it's an epidemic and a pandemic across the country of all these mother scratchers. <laughs> who feel the need to film themselves and then post it and share it. Oh, look, it's me. I got a shot. I'm one of 300 million people, and I'm hugely important. What the fuck? Well, first of all, I could not agree
1: with these, these people are volunteers, and for some of them it's a thrill to be able to administer medicine to Charlie Laduff.
0: <laughs> oh, Rob Walcheck, <laughs> Al- yeah, and Rob Wal- Al- All at the same yeah. time. And every yeah. once
1: in a while, somebody says, "Hey, Amy Andrews." And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> but um, no, that's
0: funny you say that when uh, they started vaccinating people, I'm like, "You're going to see a bunch of celebrities now, just like when they vote, uh, put a picture on their Instagram of them getting the shot, and uh, it's just uh, why?" Well, why? so
1: this is for a public service. You're well, you're a, you're I, a little I'm, different, though. I'm, I want people to see, and you're I'm gonna, on the show. I'm going to put together the whole sequence of how easy it was to go in there to get in there to get the shot. I mean it 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 didn't it didn't disrupt my day at all it was a super smooth operation I mean I think people are not used to Detroit showing the rest of the world how to do things and when it comes to coronavirus testing and coronavirus vaccination Detroit is setting the standard and as you can see everybody in there was nice it wasn't scary everybody was very was very uh, uh, welcoming and it was painless and quick. No sucker, of course, but uh, but that's the way it goes. Now, the one thing I will say, I had the Moderna vaccine, and they allow you to register with this uh, V Safe, I think it's called. It's a, basically a federal program that monitors your side effects and your reactions. And I encourage people to get vaccinated to sign up for that because it checks in on you. It gives you some information on, you know, what you may be feeling and what to do if you're feeling certain side effects. But uh, I have heard anecdotally that if you had uh, the virus and you get a vaccination, it can hit you really hard. Mm -hmm. And after I left, uh, after I left the church, I went back, we had a little brief campaign meeting. We went and knocked on doors again, uh, met a lot of people, got people to sign our petitions, handed out some flyers And at the end of it, we were out for two or three hours. I realized, geez, I can't lift my left arm up. I got I got vaccinated on the left side of my arm. And by six or seven o'clock at night, I'm like, I better shut it down. And I spent the next 24 hours alternating between the chills and a fever and body aches. And I felt like I had the flu. And then the next day I was
0: immune system.
1: Yeah, I was still pretty run down. And but today it means it's working, right? Yeah. Yeah. 48 hours, 72 hours later. I feel fantastic. Very glad I did it. I encourage everybody to go get vaccinated, if only so that we can get together and have a beer so that we can play hockey without our damn masks on and so that we can get this thing behind us. It is not a hardship. And frankly, every year I'm used to getting the flu, no flu this year. This was my flu, I guess. And it was a flu that's going to keep me safe. So I, I wholly encourage you. These vaccinations are free. You can get them almost anywhere. And the way they're expanding eligibility, um, you know, please get whatever you can as soon as you can. And when you do, we'll finally be able to do some remote broadcasts. We'll be finally able to do some get-togethers. And uh, I know we're dying to do a whiskey tasting at Thomas McGee's. We're dying to do a gathering at the Kaju Cafe um, and now that they got a backyard area over at Irish coffee, we might even do something on the other side of Mac. So, you know, please, please get, get stabbed. Sean, have you been vaccinated? No, not yet. Okay. Are you planning to get vaccinated? I am. Yeah. Cause, cause with your infectious personality, I think we really <laughs> want to try and bottle that up as soon as we can.
2: I have more of a low key kind of a subtle
1: personality.
2: You know what I mean? Occasionally every once in a while I... <laughs> I get a little amped up or worked up or whatever. No, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get vaccinated uh, in the next couple of weeks. Um, isn't it interesting though? How many people are are worried about it, and some with good reason. Those in the uh, African American community, for for a very good reason, right? For historical reasons, the Tuskegee experiments and, and that sort
1: but, of thing. But
0: Tuskegee was but, withholding medical services. You know, it's.
1: Well, I was also injecting them. people with syphilis just a exactly. I know, but I mean
2: but it was No 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 that's not I, I, I don't want to dismiss that at all. What, I'm not what dismissing I don't it. understand. I saw a poll, poll the other day that and I know it's a poll, but that 49 percent of Republican men don't want to get vaccinated. And I'm trying to figure out where that's coming from. Do you, you have any thoughts on that, Mark? I have no idea.
0: But I know people I know people that don't want to get vaccinated. I don't agree with it, but they don't want to get vaccinated. Well, I mean, what are you gonna? What are you gonna do?
1: I understand the initial reluctance, but it's been a couple of weeks now, there's and so far, no one's evidence. no one's died. I mean, if if we're the guinea pigs, we're all doing okay, right? I mean, has anybody I, died after getting vaccinated or had a you know a crippling reaction? I'm not well, aware. Oh, there's of it. there's
0: been a handful of like was it anaphylactic shock? But you're talking such minimal <laughs> minimal cases. But the media, you news people, cover not it. Not me. <laughs> not anymore. But it gets covered whenever there's one or two, but people forget about you know how it works in the percentage world.
1: Well, and 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 Duggan, it's funny, Duggan um kind of stepped on his own uh,
0: I thought he made a huge talking about the Johnson and Johnson? Yeah, thing? I thought he made a huge mistake with
1: it, that. it. It was a huge mistake. And if you watched his state of the city, he acknowledged it. I mean, he said, Yeah, I kind of kinda 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 squiffed that one, and now the J and J site's being set up in Detroit. But I think a lot of that was for political reasons. Because if there is a perception in Detroit that uh, that we should be leery of vaccinations, and then there's a vaccine that's deemed less effective than the other ones, uh, my suspicion is—and I haven't had a chance to ask him—is that the mayor was trying to send a signal to Detroiters that I will accept nothing less than the best on your behalf, and I think uh, I think his very good friend Joe Biden. Had somebody call Detroit and say, hey, good. listen, pal, really we're about stupid. to write you a $900 million check. Take the damn J&J. It's pretty good. And quit, quit getting silly with this shit. And frankly, I wanted the J&J. Because yeah,
0: one shot, less side effects.
1: One shot. Mm-hmm. And it was in the field when all these variants were out there. So even though some of the data would suggest that it's not as effective as, as the Moderna and the Pfizer. I actually think it's probably more effective. And, and I, you know, if I could have got that, I would have, but I didn't want to wait any longer because I am out in the public and because, uh, and because frankly, Sean's not vaccinated. So but you you know, speaking of which,
2: I mean, seriously though, Mark, what, what, why is uh why would there be a difference politically in terms of your perception of the vaccine? I don't.
1: Trump's I'm been vaccinated, to, I'm right? I'm trying to figure that one out. I mean, uh, um, Trump has been vaccinated, I, I heard. Uh, maybe because
0: uh, you're in a rural area and it's not as prevalent in your daily life, I'm guessing.
2: Or I, I don't that know. Could be, that could be. I mean, that makes some sense. Or maybe yeah, you it's just, just everything. everything's politicized these days. Right. So sure. but it's just not hard to figure that that so many people. I, I, I mean, I know the anti-vaxxer population has grown or percentage rather has grown.
1: Yeah, but, but a lot um, of the still, anti-vaxxers are liberal.
2: Yeah, they don't trust no, big for,
1: pharma, which is is. Well, that's
2: it's, what I. That's where I thought the majority. This is what's been interesting to me is that for for the last twenty, fifteen, twenty years, I thought that crowd was. You're right, mostly really, really radical on the left. Yeah, but oh. but the numbers right now are are showing that the most people that don't want vaccines are Republicans. So I'm not sure when that switched or how that came to be. I I don't know.
0: I don't I don't get I don't get it at all. But I'm very pro-vax. I'll take a vaccine for anything. I put a lot of worse things in my body and no penis jokes.
1: Whoa. Okay. Uh, awkward transition. <laughs> uh, I happen to notice, and those of you on Facebook Live will notice, that Sean is looking pretty spiffy. And and Drew just came downstairs and said, that's a nice Sean haircut Sean got. Yeah. And, and if you're looking for a nice haircut, Mark, do we have any recommendations? Get vaccinated, I, number one. I, and I personally like Lady Jane's.
2: Wait,
1: I have hair? <laughs> yeah, no, we can all tell you got a haircut. You're you did.
0: Back to your normal routine. Lady Jane's going to help you feel like a king and look like a king, just like Sean does today. Get to Lady Jane's. They got a second store in Brighton now in the corner of East Grand River Avenue and Whitmore Lake Road right in front of Kroger. Let one of their talented stylists give you an award-winning haircut. They won awards for it. Uh, they'll give you an invigorating shampoo. Of course, the hot lather neck shave, hot towel treatment for a really, really good, affordable price don't procrastinate keep your hair looking it's best get to lady Jane's today this one at the corner of east grand river avenue and whitmore lake road in front of kroger it's wicked
2: awesome
1: i wonder if they put that straight razor in ice water like uh like uh like john Polito did john in crossing. he's
2: the one that he's the one that talked about the high hat too right that's was, right was that in the don't interview?
1: give me that i'm sick of the high hat
2: <laughs> yeah
1: you wanted to take out the schmata kid
2: <laughs> the oh, oh,
1: Yeah, yeah there's some things you could say I, in the in the twenties and thirties that you better not say now. But uh oh, God, John Tatura was so great when he finally gets it back. I wanna see you. I wanna see you But You ruin it. When you smot me, you ruin it. Oh, it's so great when he tries to get his revenge on Gabriel Byrne. But uh
2: I uh by the way, I read an interview with him in the last couple of years where he he doesn't necessarily, I mean, people come up to him for the, for the Jesus, right? And the big, oh, sure. thing. and, and that he's uh, not sick of it, but that he can't believe that 45 seconds of screen time, 60 seconds of screen time in that movie, whatever it is defined his career in a lot of ways. Cause he's, he's been in a lot of great movies. This among the Miller's Crossing.
1: Oh, he was awesome. He he was, that was one of those uh, performances that steals the show sort of like, uh, Sort of like Alec Baldwin and Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. It's like seven minutes of the whole movie, but the rest of the movie, just forget it. Just just watch Alec Baldwin explaining uh, to the salesman uh, who who coffee is for. Um, and that's it's for closers, by the way. But if you know if you're looking for a good ABC, deal, yeah, you look always be closing. Now they are always closing at at Roy O'Brien Ford, but they're not. It's not high pressure. It's not. They're not like. They're not like the real estate salesman uh, like Al Pacino and, and these other dudes, uh, Jack Lemon, Jack Lemon. Uh, he, you know, he wanted to be a closer, but he just wasn't there. He was, he's not man enough. Um, but if you are looking for a new ride or repairs or service, or even just a top notch oil change, Royal Brian Ford is the place to go. Royal bryan has been taking care of customers for nearly 75 years from the corner of nine mile and Mac in St. Clair shores. And if you don't quite feel like taking the right track, go to royalbryan.com and check out fast track which lets you choose your vehicle and options but that is not all you can pick your deal lease finance or cash get the value of your trade in apply for financing and schedule delivery of your ride if you go in person royal bryan ford is being very careful they're making sure their staff and their customers are protected and they have got a great showroom and a fantastic lot where you'll see new cars you'll see a fine assortment of used cars And I can tell you while you're there, they will make sure that satisfying you is the top priority. If you want to learn more, visit royobrian.com. That's R-O-Y-O-B-R-I-E-N.com or call 888-566-5851. Even being uh, socially distanced and everything like that, they have a big spacious waiting room. So if you want to get your car serviced, you can drop it off, make an appointment. They'll get you back on the road as soon as possible while you wait. Why don't you walk up to him and tell him, "Hey, uh, you know, ML Swalve Detroit sent me,"
0: or Rob Walcheck, or
1: or Charlie Duff or
0: uh, whoever whoever you think that man is when you see him.
1: Although Charlie is he's more of a Cadillac guy, I think he's still think he's Cadillac, Dad. Still rolling he's dead. in that uh, in that Fleetwood. So, um, so uh, boy, a lot to talk about. Um, uh, opening days coming up. Uh, I'm not going. Uh, I don't know who is going. It's going to be interesting. I don't even know who's on the Tigers anymore. How many people?
0: How many people are they allowing there for
2: opening day? Do 80, we know?
1: Eight hundred,
2: eighty-two so. hundred, eight, eight
1: something. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I used to love working as a beer man on opening day. That was always a that was always a, a great day. Everybody was so excited. You get to get when I was a kid, we never had tickets to opening day. So when when you thought you might be able to go to opening day, that was a thrill. So the closest I would get to opening day is working as a vendor and that was like a huge payday you would always do well and everybody it was such a festive occasion it's kind of sad to think of of what it's going to be like but yeah. uh, but we we have season tickets and some of us just rolled them over we have a season ticket club you know, ah. but so we 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 rolled some of them over to next year cuz we're like you know what uh i think we'll wait for them it's like the red wings season next year tickets. being
0: 2022 they let you do yeah. that uh or your club your th- ticket think, collection th- club yeah
1: i think that the club had the option to be either turning their tickets until 2022 or turning some of the tickets in. Um, Red Wings, of course, they didn't even, I don't even think they gave us an option. Just like, you're not coming. We're like, great. We don't want to watch that in person. It's it's sort of like when somebody says, smell this, it's horrible. I'm just like, no, no. If you say it's bad, I'll trust your judgment. Uh, God bless the Red Wings, but they're a long ways off. And I would love to talk about the Wolverines and UCLA, but by the time most people hear this show, that game's going to be over. My prediction
0: I'm on pins and needles. We must have had a technical difficulty. I'm on pins and needles. What is your prediction? Say, I just am picked, I supposed, am I supposed to insert this later?
1: Where you yeah, go? I just picked the winner. UCLA so UCLA by thirteen or Michigan by twenty. I I think it I think it will be Michigan, but uh, but UCLA oh, yeah. man, they're storming through it. That that Spartan loss doesn't look so bad now. Um, <laughs>
0: oh my god! Okay,
1: they were up by. 15 or 16 in the first oh, every, 7 seconds. Oh, every,
0: I love how it just came back to justifying <laughs> Michigan State's loss as one of the first four.
1: No, that that team was that team was tough to love, unlike the Cassius Winston team which uh, you know, you could uh,
0: Yeah. And bye could, bye to rocket, right? You
1: could, uh, yeah. Well, who knows? You know the portal. Sometimes yeah. people go in, they come back out, but uh, it's
0: probably best for them anyway.
1: No, they got that transfer, so they need to. I love it. Now you're turning it into a Michigan State basketball. So this what is do you mean? fantastic. We we're what about mean? to move on, and now we're talking about the Spartans. Uh, but yeah, no, they got yeah, some hot shot people, transfer. That's what people
0: care about right now.
1: Well, because you know, especially
0: th- in the world I, of college basketball, I think
1: Izzo watched Juwan Howard beef up that michigan team which very little was expected from with a couple of transfers and a couple of freshmen
2: mm-hmm. and
1: said we better look at the portal and they they got this hot shot guard which they desperately need and we'll see how it goes two of them now unfortunately no, 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 no. sean I mean, doesn't I, care that much about basketball but, so we can't include him in the conversation he's not gonna
0: he's not gonna listen to me sean so why don't you set him straight No,
2: i just uh i just it's always amusing to me when people say well this is what Izzo did no I mean, for Christ's sakes, he's he's not been a huge transfer guy, but that's because he he's kinda of old school and he wants people to have to stick and work through tough times and adversity and all that and all those cliches. But he has had transfers before and a few of them. He had one right now, Wood. Right?
1: Uh Joey's Wood who
2: helped win a Big Ten tournament. He had Bryn Forbes who's an NBA yes. who helped him win a big ten uh, the regular Big Ten season and that team flamed. Uh, well, no, Brent we the, the Forbes Jr. They got to the final four. Well, why so are we talking said, about Michigan? But saying, those are all guys Harris. he
1: recruited. Those are all guys he recruited who he had a second swing at, right?
2: He didn't rec- recruit uh, Aaron Harris, who was at West Virginia.
1: Okay.
2: You know, and, the, and he didn't recruit Forbes. Forbes went to Cleveland State. I mean, it.
0: Wasn't, who cares? Um, They're not playing tonight anyway. Unlike other teams.
2: No, but the point is, is that for, they, look, Howard is uh, proven to be a, a really fantastic coach for a lot of reasons. But I don't think Izzo looked at, at Howard and thought, "Oh, okay, I'm going to go get transfers now." That's just he's done it before, and he kind of understands that he didn't have a point guard. That's that's my my, my only point.
1: No, I, I I'm I'm with you there, Sean. But I think he looked at how that that guard that Michigan got from Columbia changed that whole team, and said, "My team needs a guard. and I better find somebody." Lickety the, split. They're not the first team to do that. Yeah, you No, didn't I know, but, but it's the first time that. Izzo's he, had to worry about that. But I think it's cute
0: he, how you think he's copying he, Michigan.
2: No, they took a chance. They thought about they they were in on a guard last year, who decided to go someplace else. Uh, I, actually, maybe he went to the G League. I can't think of his name, Kenny Main, Maybe I, I don't remember the circumstances, but they were in on a guard, and then a pandemic hit, and because they thought all along Rocket Watts could slide over to the point guard, and they would have the summer and the fall to work on that, and they didn't. And maybe that wouldn't have made a difference anyway. But they took a chance, and it didn't work. But it's not like he. Didn't understand. Didn't understand. He was going to have point guard issues. It's not because Michigan had success this year that showed him that that was an issue. I mean, he's a Hall of Fame basketball coach. He understands what a point guard does.
1: At any rate, uh, you heard it here first. My prediction for winner of the <laughs> national champion you know I mean? is insert name here. Insert yeah, name here. And that's your sports update. Brought to you by Hall Financial. Um, now, you know, the Spartans had trouble hitting threes. You know who's still hitting twos? anybody? Sean uh, you want to jump in da- da- David David uh, Hall.
2: I, I just yeah, no more basketball.
1: <laughs> da- David Hall. and no help from Sean.: He's sticking those deuces. Um, not really desirable on the uh, basketball court, but you know, David Hall's a golfer, so he goes, he goes for the low score. There you go.: And he goes for the low rates on your refinances. Rates are still in the twos, but they're creeping up. At least we think they're going to creep up. So call today and find out how much a refi could save you every single month. You save two months right off the jump because of the paperwork and because it takes a while to process the deal. So that's an immediate savings. But then you save every month when that lower rate kicks in. So just click on their link on our website to get started or call 248 308 5000 that's 248 308 Ask for Dan Morrison, perhaps James Bentley, if Dan is engaged. And if those two guys are busy, or maybe they're having a coffee or, uh, or uh, I don't know, giving each other back rubs, because it's a team over that Hall Financial. Everybody, you know, they're not shy about helping each other out. Just the same way they're not shy about helping you out, Bill Adelhock could probably help you then, too. So make sure when you call these fellas and these women who are doing such a great job for us all, make sure you tell them that, that, that it wasn't Sean who sent you it might have been Mark, but you're pretty sure, it was your old pal ML NMLS one four six seven four three. Wait for it. Five.
2: Oh man, the geeks have inherited the earth. What a dork! Is him wanting to play with us again mean that he's turning into a geek,
1: or we're turning into cool guys? Boy, after that uh, long read, I sure could use something cold. To drink something Ah. refreshing, something delicious, something that comes in a can that's known (laughs) as Altis. Or some people say Altis. I just say really damn fine beer. It's the do anything, anytime with anyone beer. It is a Motor City original that has made a comeback here in the greatest city in the world. Always try and have some stocked at home. I always like to take it to hockey because, you know, people really like beer, but they really like good beer. And Altus is the beer that fills the bill. We have a lot of things that started here in Detroit that went away. But, boy, I am glad that Altus or Altus or whatever you want to call Which it. Which one is it? Is back. You know what? I feel you
0: know, like I always mispronounce it.
1: Every time I think I get it right, somebody tells me I got it wrong. And, uh, and I just say, well, how about this? Cold beer? Will you have one? And then they say, what is this beer? And I say, I would tell you, but I'm afraid of being judged. So uh, it's A-L-T-E-S. <laughs> okay. And if you want to know where to get it, you can get a L T E A-L-T-E-S dot beer. That's A-L-T-E-S dot beer. And you can find the location nearest you. It's back on tap as the bars and restaurants are reopening. So please go get yourself one. I promise this beer is insanely good. And you will be thanking me for the suggestion, as so many of you have on, on social media. Damn so, good. So thank you. Very much for that.
0: I see you've uh, bracketed out your Geek of the
1: Week. Geek of the Week, yes. We uh, got to go through this fast because the tournament's almost over. In the East Regional, Trump spokesman Jason Miller, who dodged child support by saying he lost his job when he really just found another way to get paid by his employer so he could stiff his old lady... That is our that is our, our oh, winner in the East regional The week of the out of, week. Yes. The
0: one. Okay, yeah.
1: Yeah, I know with, that he, dude. With another uh, Trump campaign staffer. Eh, South whatever. regional, the AOK Walker Auto Works of Peachtree <laughs> City, Georgia, <laughs> who cashed out a former employee, Dick Move, man, by leaving $915 in oily pennies in his driveway after he spent months saying, "Hey, can I get that final paycheck? Hey, can I get that final paycheck? Hey, can I finally get that paycheck?" they 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 delivered but uh how did
0: that resolve itself because i just heard that basically what you just said that they delivered 915 dollars in pennies
1: he spent a lot of time scrubbing pennies did he really he's a man after my own heart you know i i worked as a waiter for one day in my life at a restaurant called kitty o'shea's in dublin and uh decided it wasn't for me um and uh and I got a free meal out of it. And then I left Dublin to go work out in the country rather than work in the city. And at some point I was making so little money I figured they probably owed me about seven and a half pounds of wages for the one day I worked. So I sent them a letter saying, Hey, I don't know if you remember me, I worked that one day, but you owe me seven pounds. Would you mind sending it to me at this address? Never saw it. So I would have taken I would have taken uh the oily pennies. But anyways, that that's sucks. our that's your winner in the South Regional A O K Walker Auto Works. West Regional, the LAPD, who arrested reporters and legal observers covering protests over a homeless encampment. Stop, stop arresting reporters! It just—it's just not—it's just not, not the way to do it. And are any, any
0: charges for them? Didn't, were they charged? Any of them?
1: Uh, you know, I'm not arresting. sure. When you start when you start zip tying reporters who are just trying to do their job, you 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 don't have to go any further than that uh, for me to be a geek of the week. And our champion, Q. Q, oh, the one yeah, shining. Sorry. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
1: We'll fix it in post. (laughs) Ah the worst song. It sounded good when I was in the RCA dome with Ben Schmidt watching it being played live. I guess it's hard to play something live that's on tape.
0: Doesn't make it a good song though.
1: No. A good moment nevertheless. Who's your winner? Former Trump campaign lawyer Sidney Powell, whose legal team claims that reasonable people could not take her claims about widespread election fraud as fact, her lawyers argued plaintiffs themselves characterized the statements at issue as wild accusations and outlandish claims. They are repeatedly labeled inherently improbable and even impossible. Such characterizations of the allegedly defamatory statements further support defendants' position that reasonable people would not accept such statements as fact, but view them only as claims that await testing by the courts through the adversarial process. So the Kraken was never released,
0: but the ass
1: kraken was going on over and over again.
0: So what, is all parody? It's all pretend? Because there are a lot of people that that didn't feel that way what's that sean
2: that was the same defense uh tucker carlton used right that, that he can't be reasonably taken as a journalist he's an entertainer and what he's saying is not necessarily true right I, it's I, opinion. I, he
0: did say but i would say tucker's a little different in that it's a television show isn't it isn't it different for sydney powell because she actually filed
2: oh no, i know i, I, I agree would agree with that i'm just saying it's in general it's a similar idea hey don't don't listen to what we say you know right we're yeah we're we're here to try to entertain you or or spin a tale.
1: Well it's like the old David Letterman skit writers embellishment, you know, except they flashed on the screen writers embellishment, writers embellishment. I would say actually the standard is higher for Tucker Carlson because Sydney Sydney Powell isn't is a is an advocate. She's supposed to take a side and she's supposed to argue something Sometimes, despite uh, contrary facts, but Tucker Carlson is supposed to be objective, right? No, he's, he's not. He's a he's a, a news person. No, he's not. He's no, a pundit. He's a,
2: I agree with Mark. Yeah, he's yeah. a he's a pundit. But you he's still a a need to, need to shit.
1: But you by the way, need to
2: deal in facts, right? And the, and that's and that's why Carlson got in a little bit of trouble, and some of the other Fox folks with the Dominion stuff. But but yeah, no, the argument's always been, hey, we're entertainers, and to some degree, that's that's true.
1: Well, I don't think you can call your. I don't think you can be a member of the media. And accuse other people of being untruthful and then knowingly and willfully be untruthful yourself. But at any rate, this is not a partisan issue. Rachel Maddow also used this defense when that bastion of truth, the one American News Network, sued her for saying the far-right channel, quote, really, literally, is paid Russian propaganda. So those of you who bend the truth, particularly Sidney Powell, even though I really did like that leopard-skin jacket, you are our champions. You're our Geek of the Week. The kids are soft. I don't care for that guy. Me neither. No. Too soft. Shot to the heart, and you too late, darling. you Jokes. A
2: bad name.
1: He's back. I do have a weakness for leopard skin. I can't help it. It's... Uh, I feel sorry for the leopard, but... You know why there's not more cheetah skin out there? They're just too fast.
0: Oh, I thought that was supposed to be a joke.
1: Oh, well, I'm just, glad you're
0: lowering the bar for Matt. That's just nice. an observation,
1: right? I'm, I'm priming the pump here. This is this is why they have a comedy act come out before Aerosmith. They figure after some bad jokes, let's rock.
2: Yeah, but Matt's supposed to tell jokes.
1: Uh, it's yeah, an, I'd have it's, to
3: start doing that first. Yeah, <laughs> Matt's
2: going Matt's gonna to do great. He's uh, he's always really funny, and I'm going to take this opportunity to get out oh, of looking. the sun. My phone's getting a little hot here. It's running low on juice. So I'm going to plug in and get off the video here for a bit and mute Hi, myself. Buddy. I'll still be able to hear your awesome jokes. Man.
1: Well, lie. I'm glad what you didn't lie. miss
3: uh, ML's Hall of Shame bit. That was pretty good.
1: <laughs> Solid gold. Uh, Matt, last time I saw you... Um, you were, you were backing your car into my driveway at like two thirty in the morning, which I thought was very impressive and only something someone with the CDL could do because Matt was kind enough to come out and volunteer at the Clark park charity hockey game held this year on the East side. Uh, I want to thank everybody who donated. We have to date raised more than $51,000 wow. for the kids of Detroit. Good. Typically that fundraiser, uh, the, the event is coupled with the winter carnival. Uh, we've never raised $50,000 between the winter carnival and the hockey game. This year we could not have the winter carnival because of the pandemic. We did put the game on anyway. We were hosted by, uh, the Eastside Youth Sports Foundation at Eastside Hockey Ice Arena, where I spent many years coaching my girls and, uh, and, uh, and hoping to instill some character in my players because I was not able to instill victory. So that was my failure, not theirs. But, uh, but a great place. Uh, they were gracious hosts, and we raised a lot of money for Detroit kids. So, Matt, thank you for being a part of that and for not uh, knocking any bricks off of my house when you were flying backwards uh, in the wee hours.
3: <laughs> it was my pleasure, and uh, I don't know how much help I gave. I pretty much just drank a half a keg of beer.
1: Yeah, I was going to say. Well, we had all that, that that great food from the butchery that somebody had to help oh, get yeah, rid of. So yeah, you helped well, with I,
3: that. I helped package that. Yeah,
1: See, um, and consume some. It I was, was c- kind of
3: upset with you though last week because you didn't mention the fact that I had to carry the, a keg over my head about a quarter of a mile. Ooh, you did. Yeah.
1: Well, that explains the foam. Thanks, brother. <laughs> um, okay. Well, let's uh, let's get right to the comedy because people are waiting. A long time for your jokes. Uh, oh, a couple man, years, by my count. You're
3: to beat. Okay, so uh, the 39 members of the cult Heaven's Gate.
1: Oh yeah, they took
3: part. They took part in that mass suicide. You remember that? That was in '97.
1: <laughs> uh, that's a. That's. A, oh no, that's not funny.
3: You no, know, yeah, no, that part's <laughs> terrible. Uh, they, you know, they they found them. They were all laying peacefully in the matching tracksuits, right?
0: Me up. black Nikes.
3: Yeah, and the, yeah, the Nike sneakers which prompted the shoe giant to change their slogan to Nike. Just don't do
1: that. It's a, it's a positive <laughs> message for people in crisis. Thank you, Matt.
0: Thank Please you. do not for the love of God do that. <laughs> listen to a, listen to a guy named doe.
1: Just, just rolled off the tongue. By the way, did you know that Nike came up with the, uh, just do it, that their inspiration for that yeah. were the last words of Gary Gilmore. Yeah. on death row. When he was facing yeah. the firing squad, he said, Let's do it. They decided to change it to just do it.
3: Um, Isn't that a great image for Nike? They, they have uh, Asian kids, two-year-old kids putting shoes. shoes together and quoting serial killers for their campaigns. <laughs> hey, it's worked for them. And it's, I guess uh, so. Let's
1: uh, uh, buy Adidas. That's all I can say. Hey,
3: uh, FDA approved uh, uh, Viagra this week mm. in '98. And it was originally designed to treat high blood pressure, but now men take it for erectile dysfunction. And Andrew <laughs> Cuomo takes it for breakfast.
1: Uh, if you're still laughing in four hours, <laughs> call a doctor.
3: Yeah, and, and swat him away. Call Dr. Yeah.
1: Kevorkian.
3: Why hasn't he stepped down? Ridiculous. <sighs> I know. I can't believe how bad it got. Al oh Franken goodness. lost
1: his job for not groping somebody, and Andrew Cuomo is still around uh, for yeah. apparently groping a lot of people. But
3: It might be bulletproof.
1: What a difference a few years makes. Okay,
3: finally, let's finish this off with a bang, I guess. In 92, a cosmonaut who was alone on a Russian space station during the fall of the Soviet Union arrived home dumbfounded. When he found his country had split into fifteen dis- different states and embraced a democracy, mm. but you know what shocked him the most? The McRib was
1: back. He was not ready for that.
3: <laughs> I wasn't. I guess you could almost say the Soviet Union no traded I. their ha- they the Soviet Union traded their hammer and sickle for a burger and pickle.
1: Oh boy! Yeah. Uh, you could say that, but if you say it again, we'll I'll shorten the show by several minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: good seeing you again, Matt.
1: See <laughs> <Here you get. laughs> an all-night party
3: 7609.
1: I uh, actually expected a several minute discussion, uh, a rapturous discussion about the saucy goodness of the McRib to follow Matt's segment, but with Sean dialed off, I guess there was no chance of that, so that's... That's one of those things, betting public, you should know that when the players don't take the field, sometimes the odds don't go.
0: I know. Now I'm, I can see Matt is just an empty chair, and Sean has disappeared.
1: But You know who's always there He's for falling you? Falling by the wayside. Always watching for you. No, always I'm, watching I'm out I'm for here, you. Mark. I'm here by uh, the <laughs>
2: audience. Uh, I'm here by sound. <laughs>
1: Wow, once again, folks,
0: that did not go as planned. Um, Uh, But I know what you're saying. Luke Nowacki is always here for us too, right? Also uh, a
1: very generous supporter of of the children of Detroit. Yeah,
0: yeah. but Luke, uh, he's a financial advisor. He's a guy we all trust. He's at Pinnacle Wealth, 248-663-4748. He is a generous guy, and he's got uh, good financial advice for you. Stocks, bonds, 401K, 529s, all those things that nobody knows what it is. Uh, What's your pension fund? Uh, Is it going to be this proper return if if you are running a pension fund for somebody? Because he does businesses, too. He'll start up a 401k for all your employees. Get advice. Get a strategy. It's Luke Nowacki at Pinnacle Wealth, 248-663-4748.
1: And he will make it all about you and the McRib. Sweet. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Royal Alliance Associates Inc., member FINRA/SIPC. Royal Alliance Associates Inc. is separately owned and other entities
2: and/or marketing names, products, and services referenced here are independent of Royal Alliance Associates Inc.
1: Yeah, And we just got this in from Luke. He says, "Here's a, some. You know, there is a nominal charge uh, to his services, but he says, he says, here's some free advice. Uh, Matt, stick to driving a truck, and Sean, quit using Jerry Shields' phone." so free advice from Luke Um, we always love to hear your suggestions for room 7609 which is where we take great new wave bands and play some great music that you may not have heard before or we take bands that may have been a little bit obscure but have a song that just for some reason we missed it but now we are giving it a second chance in this case listener Greg asks us to dim the lights in the new wave suite as Joy Division checks in with their plaintiff No love lost. joy division from that song you probably yeah. know them from love will tear us apart which is a little more slickly produced a little more a little more uh how do i want to say it it has a new wavy
0: because that did not sound new wavy at all that sounded like flat out punk
1: yeah well the joy division was born of that mm-hmm. transition from punk to new wave they were kind of in the middle but not in sort of the new romantic sort of foppish way. It, they had an edge that you'd expect from a band from Northern England and that you'd expect from a band where the, the two f- people who formed it, uh, Bernard Sumner and Peter hook met at a, uh, or, or got together after attending a sex pistol show. So, so they were, they were trying to bring some of that edginess to, uh, to their sound and, teamed up with ian curtis who was sort of the guy they thought would complete the uh the circle but who ended up becoming sort of the dominant force in joy division and of course i'm sure anyone who knows joy division lore knows that he killed himself on the eve of their u.s canadian tour and that as the band picked up the pieces and tried to reform that they uh made barnard the lead singer and got into more dance tracks and became new order which uh is one of the great manchester bands contrary to what you may have heard last week when some people were trying to convince us the fall is the greatest band out of manchester but uh, of course they're both hey, man, this, this i have, this have this.
2: a question for you boys are we still on facebook live or no we're we done? We done well just for how about this for you then because i had to move my location a little bit because I've got to get to someplace when this is done. So I had to travel a little bit, but here is a, uh, Oh, I don't even know if I can do it. Can you, you can't switch the, the video here. You can't push it out. Can you, It only can be at me.
0: Uh, I, no, I, 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 I get This is, this go, is fascinating. Oh, wow. He's right up. Oh,
1: is that, is that uh, Lucas oil or is that where the Hoosiers played?
2: That's Lucas oil.
1: Can I ask a dumb Spartan question? Fans know it well. Can I, can I ask a dumb question?
0: The um, Final Four, is it played at Lucas Oil and not the basketball arena there?
2: Yeah, it's at Lucas Oil. In fact, the Elite Eight, at the last, last night's two games were here, and then tonight's Michigan will be playing here tonight at 9.57 or 10 or with, whatever.
0: With less fans, why not play it in a basketball arena instead of a football stadium?
2: That's a good question. In fact, I thought it was, excuse me, I was thinking about that the other night when I was at Bankers Fieldhouse for the Florida State game for the Sweet Six or the Sweet Sixteen game because there was that's the first time all year I've heard in a year rather I've heard noise yeah there were enough fans in there there was actually it wasn't loud loud but it was it was kind of nice and I was asking a colleague I'm like I, I don't understand why they didn't just keep everything here but uh, I think the idea is that they can have even more fans here so the no it'll still dissipate the noise plus they have two courts in here. Right, so they they have one side of the football stadium, you know, with fans for the first game, and then they move those guys out, those folks out, and then bring in another set for the second game. So, but that's how they want to do oh, it. Oh,
0: really? So the for one game is played on the one court there, and the others played on the other court.
2: Yeah, and the curtain. Well, that's to why. Two, right? that's, that's why. It, that's that, how they did it last night, and they're going to do that again tonight, and uh, probably for the final four because they they like to bring to get everybody out, sweep clean, all that, and then get everybody back in. Or the next group back
1: in. So this may seem kind of disjointed, but one of the reasons why Ian Curtis was in such <laughs> despair before that tour started is, I think, uh, I think uh, uh, that um, Bob Lanier dunked on him. <laughs> <laughs> just before they were supposed to start their American tour. So Sean, thank you for bringing us full circle. That was which,
0: Sean's way of just saying he didn't win. like the song.
1: Our new winners. No, no,
0: I actually, I,
2: I like joy division and, and, uh, love no order. In fact, I was jamming on the way back from the game the other night to disorder. Oh, wow. Which is a great song.
1: Well, it's funny how people think that, um, that joy division is kind of a romantic, almost a plaintive cool. band when really they were a very heavy Dark, deep, uh, you know, driving band, and and while you don't hear Peter Hook taking those melodic leads on bass like you will on New Order, it's still that driving, driving bass. You know, it's the dominant element in there, and uh, and it's, um, you know, I, I I I while we were listening to it, Mark's like, I don't really think this is new wave, and I think I I would uh, I would uh, agree with that, but it it uh, you know. I think Joy Division is seen as one of the the progenitors of New Wave and uh and you kind of forget while people think it's all funny hairdo's and stuff, that New Wave has a very heavy, mm-hmm. dark, driving beat and and history to it. Um and and a lot of uh melancholy too. I mean, Depeche Mode, one of the greatest New Wave bands ever, they constantly Sing about uh, loss and love and, uh, uh, and, and longing. The policy of truth. Yeah, of course. So, um,
2: uh, not, not to interrupt your melancholy uh, parade, I mean, I, <laughs> I love melancholy. I relate to that and your fascinating history tale, but I just wanted to give you a, a <laughs> an update up, on the well, Indianapolis
1: well, Colts. Is Peyton Manning yeah, still playing for them or is he outside Bankers Life? Next week, is Peyton Manning coming into room 7609 with that hayseed he's in the commercials with? <laughs>
2: You yeah, know, this is, this is, this is fabulous. So I'm going to have to, I'm going to stay w- with you, but it's going to be oh, dear. Uh, sound only. I'm going to cut the video because I need fine. to make my way uh, to the Northern neighborhoods to uh, meet somebody for a story. So Fascinating. I'll still, I'll still be here. You just won't be able to see me and it won't be too much noise. I'll take surface streets. So there won't be much road noise because <laughs> uh, that's, that's how thoughtful I am.
1: Yeah. Um. The last five minutes the undermines movie. that last statement, but uh, no, w- with uh, with our security blanket uh, well in hand, I think we'll <laughs> we'll have the confidence to soldier on to the end of this show, which cannot come soon enough, but sadly is still a ways away. Um, no, we didn't
2: we didn't have anybody to talk about, uh, you know, Detroit and Kilpatrick and your exploits. We. We just had fun, the three of us talking, and I know that would make you think it's a terrible show. But but go on.
0: I find the movements of Sean very interesting as he's driving around Indianapolis.
1: Yes, um, it's uh, it's headed right to the podcasting Hall of Fame, <laughs> uh, right after uh, uh, Dial Tone. Um, so anyway, um, I guess that was that was Room Seven Six Nine. We love your nominations. We love the un. uh, unmined diamonds that you uh, that you thrust upon us to explore for their hidden facets thank you very much to Greg if you would like to suggest something please send us an email at mlsoulofdetroit at gmail.com or you can even give us a call at Butterfield 89070 that's 313-288-9070 of course, our great sponsors keep this show on the air, but so do you with your donations. Many thanks to donor Dave, who sent some dough in the following note. Here you go, ML.
0: No, oh, all right. Thank you. Thanks. That was great. It's very nice of you, Dave. Williams
1: sent a sawbuck in this message F those kids. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a reference to something we talked about? I think
0: because he donated to the show instead of Clark
1: Park. So. Oh, damn. Bill, come on. Well, that's okay. It that I- doesn't
0: mean he didn't donate to that. He could have said, F, those po- F that podcast and donated to the Patreon.
1: My goodness. I, I believe the children are our future,
0: <laughs> Hey, Bill. I got the joke. I, th- I laughed. Oh, man.
1: Okay. Well, uh, Kristen, who has been helping keep this container ship afloat on the Suez Canal of podcasting, <laughs> once again sends nothing but a generous donation.
0: Very kind.
1: And curiously, our own Matt Jennings sent in a fin along with this comment. I love your eyes. Oh, no. Gross. But I think... I think uh, I think that $5, that may have been his admission to uh, Soft History a Museum.
0: That's his way of getting back in? That's why, that, is that why he was on this week?
1: That may have been graft. Pay, pay to play? We may have to send that back. Uh, Mark, how do people who aren't trying to work an angle support this show? Where do they go to do that?
0: <laughs> mlsoladetroit.com, little donate button.
1: It's that Take easy? you right
0: to your PayPal. Super simple. It's that easy. And F those kids. Oh,
1: not at all. Not, not
0: those kids. Those kids
1: the bad ones yeah okay sure um and then you can always support us by buying our merchandise which you can find i mean there's such a, a wonderful array of branded products i can't even go through it we, we'd never get to the end of it uh and plus sean uh, sean may run into a fire hydrant or something <laughs> he uh, wants to show us yeah if anybody wants no, to just no, no. uh peruse, just oh. here we go where are you at now
2: i just passed the capital i just passed the and the jw Marriott with the big tournament just kind of working my way around the edge of downtown up to uh, some really great neighborhoods. <laughs> Indy's kind of a sneaky, uh, nice place, actually. It's, great, uh, great it's, food here, too.
1: Yeah, Spartan, Spartans know very well. Um,
2: uh, well. Yeah, you already used that joke.
0: It's,
1: I know, but it's, uh, most people either tuned out by then or... If
0: you want to see all the great products, just go to storecom
1: I think that's what we were going for. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Uh, we have some feedback. Um, I would say Sean's name again, but when... Uh, when you speak of the devil, he shall appear. He
0: might drive by another good Indianapolis uh, monument, or it could uh, you want
2: uh, me to go to the Speedway? <laughs> uh, you know, I could head, I could work my way up there. Only if you, you
0: drive are. onto it.
1: The Brickyard. No, the okay. Brickyard. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Okay, Latoya. <laughs> Latoya writes: Hi, ML, Mark, and Sean. My husband turned me onto the podcast, and I love it. Mark is a super talented sidekick on all the Red Shovel shows. Did any of you go to Catholic school? You have a banter that reminds uh, me of my husband and his Catholic school friends. Uh, Anyways, yeah,
0: Catholic education for twelve years of my life. I'm
1: a public school fool. Um, and Sean, Sean was—he uh, was stealing motorbikes in Japan while we were matriculating. <laughs> uh, anyway, my sole Detroit-specific question is: What is going on with the Hudson site, and do any newsrooms care to find out? Uh, My husband and I were just in Nashville, and they're building a 40-story tower, broke ground in summer 2019, design and financing was detailed, and Four Seasons Five Star Hotel committed to 16 floors. By summer 2020, it was 10 stories in the air, and they had already sold $80 million in condos, currently over 30 stories in the air, 18 months after groundbreaking, opening early next year. Mm -hmm. Hudson's broke ground four years ago, and we're supposed to be excited about two elevator shafts? Hope you get elected and claw back these publicly financed schemes that never deliver. ML, please consider writing columns about your experience in the campaign trail. Good luck.
0: A oh, lot to lots unpack there, but I, I think she answered her question uh, in the question. I mean, isn't it about occupancy? Isn't there a fear that this Hudson thing's not going to get full? So why are they in any hurry to build it?
1: That's a good question. I mean, it's one of those things where the way this thing hit, you kind of thought, maybe they'll just leave this thing on the drawing table, but they are building. It is making progress. So I'm still not sure what the final shape is going to be. It was going to be the tallest and now it's not going to be the tallest, but it's still going to be really tall, but it's going to be, you know, do you have more condos now instead of more office space? Because maybe there won't be as many people downtown, but I think people are going to go back to work. I think people are sick of being trapped in their house and they want to interact and they want to go to cool yeah. restaurants and bars and
0: oh that that will happen. I don't know how much I don't know how much of the five day work week is
1: going to be back in a lot of big buildings anymore. No I agree, but even if you have four days or three days a week sure. in the office, you still need an office. Okay. And I don't think you can share a desk. I mean there was a time when newspapers were so well staffed that you're always trying to borrow somebody's computer. Now you can have three computers all to yourself. I I, I don't think that's the way work is going i think people are going to want to get back to the office
0: the status of that of the hudson site is just laughable for what it was supposed to be and where and when
1: uh i will say that it's not setting a new record no it uh, certainly looks
0: like the city got ripped off but
1: yeah well i i hope to be able to uh to get a little closer look at some of those documents and see if uh the good people of Detroit and the state of Michigan is, is, is do a little clawback because as you may have heard me say, when we make a deal with somebody and they don't keep up with their end of the deal, they either have to sweeten the deal for us or they have to give us back some of the sweeteners we gave them. Uh, Dave interjects, gentlemen, great to see that the great debate segment lives, even if it had the (laughs) Trojan horse its way into the episode as a geek of the week. Uh, He's referring to our last episode, Uh, Starring my wife, Teresa Baldus, talking about her outstanding story about a rookie police officer who was stalked and almost killed on Christmas Eve, who uh, survived only to find a shocking, shocking truth about who attacked her. And I'll tell you the rest, except I want you to listen to the episode. So go check that out. Uh, Dave continues. Quick inquiry. Does emailing the show qualify me for a 12-pack of Altus? Just let me know.
0: Yeah, yeah. ML will bring it by.
1: Love the pod. Keep up the great work. Uh, actually, Dave, S- I think send it, him your address. It qualifies you for a twelve pack of Altus, so we'll we'll have to uh, we'll have to get that in the mail. <laughs> Layla laments. ML prior show you mentioned bolstering business corridors. Can city council influence a number of liquor stores? See Warren Avenue on the east side, right near me, with dozens peppered on a one mile stretch. I'm no Puritan, but nowhere else in the state is there such a volume of liquor stores pushing garbage on the poor all day and night. I don't understand how so many were ever allowed in the first place. In contrast, Birmingham has like six total. They all close around 10 p.m. and half are closed all day Sunday. Closing down some sketchy stores, maybe limited hours too, would go a long way towards improving neighborhood perceptions and quality of life for residents. Um, Well, that happens to be my part of town. And on Monday, we'll be kicking off the campaign on East Warren. Uh, That's Monday April 5th. Check that out. you give updates at ML4Detroit. That's ML4Detroit Number on our social media and, of course, on our website, which is ML4Detroit.com. You know, one of the things about these stores is when you have a transportation problem, like so many people in Detroit do, these become the place where you buy your staples. And these liquor stores, they sell more than liquor. They sell pretty much anything you might need from white t-shirts to really crappy porn, not that anybody needs that, uh, to uh, to single cigarettes, to ice in baggies, to you name it. I mean, the stores really adjust to what the customers want and need. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, they're in business, right? So if they could make a living selling only cauliflower, we'd have a bunch of cauliflower stores, not liquor stores. But clearly, if you own a business in Detroit and you're not a good neighbor— you don't maintain your property. You don't sell safe and fresh goods and you are a blight on the neighborhood. You shouldn't be there. But uh, this is a capitalist mm-hmm. country. And the reason why so many of these stores exist is not because somebody is taking a loss operating them, but because they are meeting a need and a demand. And uh, the challenge I think for city officials is to make sure that they do that in a way that's safe and respectful and that, uh, that the customers are well-served as for uh, so few liquor stores in Birmingham. um, I think it's just because there aren't that many people who drink red wine after 10 o'clock, or maybe they don't go out and get it after 10 o'clock. I'm not sure, but uh, very different communities. um, Very more uh, Birmingham is so much more compact and I think uh it's easier to get around there than it is our fair city. So uh I'd say there's a lot more than six too. Yeah. Well, you know, we're we're taking we're taking uh Layla at her word. We, we we think that uh she's she's no Sydney Powell. Let's put it that way. So um so thank you for your emails. If you have something to send us, ml detroit at gmail dot com and of course you can always leave us a voicemail at Butterfield eight nine.
0: Sean Sean, where are you at now?
2: I'm on uh Meridian Street North going up into the the broad ripple uh neighborhood a little bit no points. Really?
0: no points of interest to uh, point out
2: well to me but uh maybe not to maybe not to <laughs> you i mean that there's a
1: this is where i'm at
0: that's a building <laughs> along the road so nobody
1: can see that because we're audio only at this it's point It's
2: just a building along the road i don't even know what it is no i just put the video on but that's okay thanks for looking
1: so, Sean, you know what I, I saw that surprised me is the, the uh, field house where the legendary Hoosiers game was played is still open and is still hosting basketball games. Have you been able to get in there?
2: Uh, not this trip, but I have been there before. I was down here when I was coaching one year with my uh, AAU team, and I I took, uh, uh, we went over there. It's, I don't know, what, 45, 50 minutes east of Indianapolis. I can't remember the name of the little town, but Sam went in, my son Sam went in there. And, Shot some hoops, and it's amazing how small it is. Hmm. But uh, yeah, I went back into the locker room where they filmed the scenes. It was fun.
1: It was, was it cool. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Okay,
2: I excellent. Mean, I believe. I mean, it was. you know, yeah. It's. Uh, yeah. I mean, this, as you know, is a basketball crazy state. So my kind of state.
0: And I believe it's. Uh, wasn't it Myland High? Wasn't that the original?
2: The f- the fictional. Uh, yes. Yes.
1: And it was, you know, is it the Highland loop. field house or what do they call it? What's it?
2: No, you're confused. so that's Butler's university's ankle field house. Oh. Oh, okay.
0: When are you and driving? When are driving by that one?
2: Uh, actually I could sort of go by there if you want to see it, but no, it's okay. No, that's okay. We don't, we don't need to see that.
1: Yeah. I, I think, uh,
2: that's a great place too, though. I've been, I was actually there with, uh, <laughs> Izzo and stayed for a practice about 10 years ago of all things. <laughs> Fascinating.
0: I'm yeah. in Indiana right now, Sean. What? Whoa, Matt's back. Oh, well, you're up in Elk. You're up
1: in Elkhart.
3: No, I'm in Middlebury, and I just passed by the Arby's. You've been sitting in that driveway <laughs> for Cyrus, a while. Cyrus, take
1: us out. You Cyrus, Cyrus, our, Cyrus, Cyrus. Do our own show. Cyrus. Cyrus did you get
2: bro. some? Uh, did you get some potato cakes and horsey sauce? <laughs> I'll just keep uh,
1: them lower. Up? Go ahead, carry but on. This is cheaper. this is like the worst PBS travel log <laughs> ever. <laughs> 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 Hi, I'm Tom Dalton.
0: Welcome to <laughs> <laughs> Just Jeez. keep talking, Mel. I'll keep them down.
1: Okay, well, I uh, boy, I'll tell you what I I don't know why, but I I have to say, uh, before we let Sean go, which uh, we should have let him go a long time ago, uh, congratulations for winning first place in sports features from the Michigan Press Association. What? Really? Yes. I feel like you're bearing a lead for his column on Cassius Winston coping with the loss of his brother, which I think we all remember. It's a great, was yeah, an outstanding piece of journalism, and I'm glad that the judges who uh who reviewed the entries to the Michigan Press Association better newspaper contest saw fit to give Sean their top prize um in sports features. So congratulations, congratulations buddy to Sean Windsor. Um Thanks. I will tell you that the uh the Michigan Travel Writers Association do not <laughs> want to hear from you. you well if or I would that
2: would be fine, right? I mean I did just pass some cherry blossom so I could write about that I guess. <laughs>
1: You're not helping your case at all. <laughs> it is not going uh, very well. Um,
2: Safe travels, oh, you look, too. Look, <laughs> uh, how about this? I yeah, know you, okay. don't care about you don't care about anything but chicken nuggets, but there are four restaurants <laughs> here that have been uh, nom- nominated by James Beard Foundation. And, they, and a lot of people <laughs> who like food would have no idea Indianapolis uh, has that kind of quality of food. That's not really for you, Mike, because you don't care about eating.
1: Are you palate uh, shaming me? <laughs>
2: But maybe, I mean, look, I like I like the McRib, so I don't have any room to talk.
1: See, Matt, I would have won that bet if the guy had stayed on the line. I knew he was going to rhapsodize about the McRib.
2: <laughs> That's rhapsodizing? Saying I like the McRib? That's rhapsodizing? I'm
1: just trying to I end the is- show in less than four hours. I'm just trying to...
2: <laughs> yeah, now the shoe's on the other
1: foot. Wrap this up, but yes.
2: Yeah, okay. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, do your thing. And uh, why don't you learn what rhapsodizing is? Maybe that explains your... Uh, <laughs> five-hour soliloquies every hour
1: okay i think we're done yeah, I think yeah we go should. ahead i think we were done a while ago um uh before sean jumps a curb uh we are going to uh thank you for listening to ml soul of detroit and encourage you to check out the other shows on the red shovel network of course there's charlie the duff's no bs news hour the drew and mike podcast and now it's time for our friend Cyrus to do something we should have asked him to do many, many moons ago. And that is take us out. Can you dig that? Can you dig it? Can you dig it?
0: M.L. Elric. Gabriel Byrne. Sean Windsor. Mark Fellhauer. I can't die. i am not the wood
2: i like I can't! No. He's still alive. You expect me to believe you?
3: No. It's you all over town. Alive
1: and no heart. No one is what they
2: seem to be. Up is down. Black is white. And the soul of Detroit...